Welcome back to the Greater Work Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Gibson, and today we're going to dive deep into our series, It's Not You, It's Me, where we're exploring toxic behaviors among believers in Christ that not only contradict God's teachings, but also risk causing offense to our colleagues. Now, before we jump into today's topic, I want to extend my gratitude to those who have reached out really to me with some questions and feedback about this series. It's been very interesting, and the spectrum has been fantastic of different insights, questions. Please keep that coming. If you have any comments or questions, please email me at Christworker, one word, dot Sean at gmail.com. Now, it's clear that as we navigate our faith journey, there's a pressing need to reconsider how we manifest our belief within our professional lives. Now, in this episode, we're tackling a very sensitive issue that weighs heavily on my heart, the practice of forcefully sharing one's faith in the workplace. Now, don't get me wrong. I firmly believe in evangelism and the importance of sharing our faith, particularly within our work environments and with those that we interact with professionally. However, I must express my concern regarding the aggressive tactics employed by some individuals in their efforts to, quote unquote, win souls for Christ. Now picture this, a colleague experiences a setback. It could be a lost deal, a project that's gone awry. And instead of offering support or constructive feedback, a zealous coworker would swoop in with a judgmental tone suggesting that the failure occurred due to the individual's lack of alignment with God. Alternatively, again, just imagine this, the archetype doomsday prophet that could be there in the office proclaiming impending doom and eternal damnation to anyone within earshot, warning of imminent corporate collapse unless everyone heeds his dire warnings to get right with God by accepting Jesus as Lord. These people usually connect their end times discussion to something of a conspiracy theory as well. And again, if this is you, please do the kingdom of God a favor and stop. While evangelizing is undeniably a core aspect of the Great Commission, it's crucial to acknowledge that the Bible offers guidance on how you and I can approach sharing our faith with wisdom and grace, especially within the context of our professional lives. Let's look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12, where it says, Aspire to live quietly, to attend to your own matters, and to work with your own hands as we instructed you. Verse 12, then you'll behave properly towards the outsiders without being dependent upon anyone. Contrary to popular belief, even the Apostle Paul, renowned as one of the greatest soul winners in history, advocated for a more subdued approach to sharing one's faith. In his letter to the Thessalonians, Paul encouraged believers to embody their faith through diligent work and quiet service. He emphasized the importance of excelling in their professional endeavors, suggesting that such actions would resonate with those who hadn't yet embraced the Christian faith. The Apostle Peter echoed these same sentiments in his own epistle, specifically in 1 Peter 3, verses 15 and 16, where it says, Always be prepared to give a defense to everyone who asks for the reason of the hope that's in you. But respond with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who slander you may be put to shame by your good behavior in Christ. Now, this underscores a crucial aspect of evangelism. It's not just about boldly proclaiming our beliefs, but it's also about living them out in a manner that speaks volumes to those that are around us. When we approach our work with integrity, with excellence and humility, we not only honor God, but also become living testimonies to the transformative power of the gospel. 
Peter's guidance emphasizes a remarkably different approach to sharing our faith in the workplace than what we do today. Rather than adopting an offensive stance or forcefully pursuing our colleagues, Peter encourages us to be prepared to respond with gentleness and respect when asked about our beliefs. He underscores the importance of maintaining a demeanor of humility and consideration towards others, even in the face of potential mockery or opposition. Now, by conducting ourselves in this manner, Peter suggested that we effectively disarm any attempts to belittle or to deride our faith, as our actions will speak louder than words. Now, when it comes to the matter of winning souls for Christ, it's crucial to recognize that, again, no human technique or persuasive rhetoric can accomplish what only God can do. As stated in John 6.44, Jesus himself affirms that it is the Father who draws individuals to him. Now, this fundamental truth serves as a humbling reminder that our efforts, however earnest they may be, are ultimately dependent upon the divine intervention of God himself drawing a soul. Even as we share the message of Christ, we must acknowledge that it is God's grace and sovereignty that ultimately leads people to embrace the truth of the gospel. So while we eagerly share the good news of Christ with those around us, we do so with the understanding that our role is to faithfully communicate His love and grace. We trust in God's timing and in His work in the hearts of those that we encounter. We also recognize that our words are most impactful when spoken in response to genuine inquiry and accompanied by a life lived in alignment with Christ's teachings. In Romans 2.4, it says that, Do you disregard the riches of his kindness, tolerance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness leads us to repentance? When God reveals his kindness to those that we work with, it's an unmistakable moment. His presence becomes very evident, guiding us as we share his kindness with others, ultimately leading them towards repentance. Again, even in the face of rejection, you and I must understand that it is vital to continue praying for our colleagues so that their eyes would be open to the truth found in God's word and that their hearts would be drawn to him. If, despite our best efforts, they persist in rejecting Christ, it's crucial not to take it personally or to respond with hostility. Instead, we're reminded of the words in Matthew 10:14: If anyone will not welcome you or heed your words, shake the dust off your feet, and when you leave that home or that town. Now, again, shaking the dust off of our feet symbolizes releasing the burden of responsibility from ourselves and even God once we've faithfully shared the message of God's goodness. However, our commitment to praying for those who reject Christ should never cease. We continue to intercede for them, asking God to reveal himself in his timing and in his way, trusting that he is at work in their hearts, even when we may not see an immediate result. So as we navigate the practical instructions on evangelism in the workplace, let's remain steadfast in our kindness, our respect, and in prayer constantly, knowing that God is sovereign and his plans will unfold according to his perfect will. Before we pray, let me encourage you to visit our website, christworker.org, for additional tools to help you walk in Christ-likeness at work. Also, we are listener-supported, and if this ministry has blessed you, please feel free to make a charitable donation as well. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that in the Great Commission, we've been called to share the gospel, the good news that we have been redeemed through the work and the blood of Christ. And that, Father, as we do that, 
we have the privilege of partaking and bringing souls to you. But Father, we also need to do it wisely. So Father, right now, I pray for the individuals that have a hunger and a passion to share your goodness. Father, that's commendable. But I pray that you would give all of us the yearning, the longing to bring souls to you, but to do it in the right way and in the understanding that you will do it in your time and in your way, not necessarily on our timetable and not just because of our amazing methods. You are the one that draws a soul. And Father, today we do pray for our co-workers that don't know you. We pray that, Father, you would open their eyes, that you would give them a discernment that Jesus is Lord, and Father, that they would choose to make Jesus that position in their life. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Greater Work, a Christ Worker Ministries podcast. The Greater Work is supported by hardworking listeners just like you. To learn more about Christ Worker Ministries and how you can become part of our growing outreach, visit ChristWorker.org.